It's game time. Here's your host, Tom Barfield and Glenn Stretch-Smith. Hey, hey, 10 o'clock straight up and down. That means we get it rolling for another day. It's Wednesday, and we're ready to go around the horn. Let's check in. Stretch, how you doing? Good, fellas. How are you today? All right. Let's uh, slide over to Garrett and his... Uh, his tiger, his tiger uni. He's actually wearing shoulder pads and the whole night. I mean, he's fired up about LSU football. Garrett, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Rough here, but I'm good. Yeah. I mean, are you like gonna walk on or something? I mean, he's there's a helmet sitting in the corner and he's got shoulder pads on and I need one of them helmets. Ready so. to roll. Ready I'm to trying roll. To, I'm trying to figure out our boy Garrett, Tom. I I, I was thinking about this. I mean, this is the guy that wants to be. Well, isn't every tra- Cali guy an LSU yeah. Tiger fan? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to be transplanted in California while while his while his love is in Baton Rouge. I I can't get it to make any sense. I mean, we certainly can't make his we can't make his eating choices make any sense. But now it's like, wait a minute. He wants to be a transplanted. California surf guy, <laughs> except he, he his heart's in Baton Rouge. It doesn't make any sense to me. None of it really makes sense. There's I, a country song in there someplace, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's really weird. I, I You know, growing up, I only had two options for NFL in my house. It was Washington or the Oilers, and once the Oilers departed, it was I was stuck with Washington, unfortunately. And then LSU, you know, it's just – I don't know. I've never really been a – a fan of teams from Texas for whatever reason. You've never been a fan of Texas. Eh, it's all right. I mean, I like Texas. I've only been here 25 years, but I mean, I'm starting to get used to <laughs> I'm it. Telling you, Jeez, you know, you, let me tell you, you know what he really needs a dose of. And this, this is, I can remember, I, I can remember once I, I left Oklahoma and, and, and got it. Uh, Charlie Sadler took me and I left Oklahoma. I got, I got my first really full-time position. I was, I was, I was coaching at Oklahoma but really as a GA and then as a first-year guy. And then I got my first what I considered real shot to go coach college football at Northern Illinois. And I thought, boy, I have really I, – I, I've really – and it, it was going to pay $31,000. And I thought, boy, I have cut a fat hog in the rear end here. <laughs> and I went and moved to DeKalb. And I remember when I was – when I was in Texas and then coaching at Oklahoma, I would be complaining about the heat or I would my allergies or my this or my that. And I went up there and spent one winter in DeKalb, Illinois, and they cut that corn down, and you could feel that you could feel that north wind come whipping across there. I never, I never, ever said I will ever complain about the heat again. Lord, is there any way? You could just get me south of the Mason-Dixon line. The point of me telling that story, maybe Garrett needs to needs to experience something outside of Texas to really appreciate uh, oh, <laughs> appreciate some. being in Texas. But, I, mean, I mean, he's writing this song, lying on the beach in 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 <laughs> L.A., wishing I was in L.A. as in Louisiana. So. I mean, that, that, it's got a little rhyme to it. It's got a little, got, got a little. I thought that was Lower Alabama when they said Lower, Lower Alabama. <laughs> so, anyway, hey, we got a lot to do today. Uh, we're going to dive into the uh, the uh, baseball World Series. They got to, they got it rolling yesterday. We're, we're going to get into some uh, recruiting uh, with uh, with uh, Glenn and Garrett and. and uh, also, Eric Richards from the uh, National Recruiting, who's the National Recruiting Director of the All-American Bowl, which is normally played down in the Alamo Bowl in San Antonio. But uh, 
I think this year because of COVID, they're going to they're going to they're going to pass on that. Is that not uh, is that not correct, Stretch? Yeah, they're going they're going to push that thing back. But I you, you know I do want to talk to Eric about the you know the class that they had put together this year. I know Garrett has uh, you know he follows recruiting and mm-hmm. college recruiting very well, and all the five star players that they had had in the game that unfortunately are not going to get their opportunity to showcase their talents, but also kind of the look forward to 2022 and and the recruiting of those players and, you know, kind of kind of pick his brain a little bit about some of the, again, some of the five-star guys and possibly if they're targeting anybody, you know, in our, in our listening area and then, you know, some of the, so, some of the players in the state. And I think it's good to get a little, uh, a little look-see at who these guys are looking at because you start hearing about some of these, you know, some of these five-star recruits, you start hearing about them when they're sophomores and, and juniors and you know you get to you get to keep an eye on them and see where they're going and get a feel for what's going on in the recruiting world which has now become truly a 12 month all all year situation well, we're recruiting we're, we're recruiting uh a third graders now where i mean we're starting to i mean it's 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 <laughs> no it is no, i mean i mean i know i know you're i know you're, you're you're making fun of it but absolutely i mean there's some guys that, there's some guys that are already looking at you know eighth and ninth grade players and projecting and, and, and that's what it's all about, trying to get some of these guys locked up. But, I mean, that's been going on a long time, hadn't it? I mean, uh, yeah. speaking of LSU, go all the way back to when Dale Brown, you know, went down and, and, and started, you know, really talking to Shaq and, and got him lined up when he was in the sixth or seventh grade. Well, he was 6'9 as a fourth grader, so, I mean, I don't, I don't blame him for that. But it didn't have to be hard to project that. <laughs> no. Hey, we'll get into some high school football. There was a game played last night. There's games scheduled tonight. Game scheduled tomorrow night and, of course, on Friday night. So we've got a lot of high school football we're going to get to. We're also going to hear from uh, Charlie Roden over at Rogers, and we'll get into that for a little later on in the program. We'll, we got some Mike McCarthy audio that uh, from his uh, weekly visit with the media. That's uh, – well, hey, you just – Sometimes I, I, my head was spinning trying to figure out what, what – <laughs> he's a politician. I'll, I'll tell you that. Uh, so uh, – Just what we need right now, another another politician. <laughs> that, we, we, just what we need to hear is that jargon during this time of year for crying out loud. Well, it's – you know, it, I like to hear and, – and it's kind of fun to, to follow, but you gotta, you've got to pay attention. Somebody will ask a question, very direct question, and then you will hear everything but the answer. Now you hear a lot of good stuff, but it's, it had nothing, to, nothing do to do with, with the yeah. question. Yeah, it, I, I agree. That's what I'm talking about. I mean that that we. I mean, all you got to do is turn on any cable news network, and that's exactly what's going on. I mean, there is there's no answering. I mean, we can't get it. We can't get a straight answer from Doctor Fauci for crying out loud. So never never mind the politicians. So anyway, that's uh, that's kind of a look at what we've got uh, coming up on the program uh, this morning. So uh, sh- it should we we've got all kinds of stuff. We've got all kinds of stuff to get to, and 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 Garrett, as much as as much as old stretch kind of rips on you for uh, for uh, your uh, your lack of chicken fried steak and right, all that stuff, right. and and you know. Last night at about 10.30, he calls me, and I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm at an all-you-can-eat catfish hut, and he's on about his fifth round <laughs> oh of my. hush puppies and no, fries. I did, and, no, I did not. I mean, it's 10.30 at night. <laughs> Getting it in, huh? You are. Now, you talk about a story right there. That, 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 that's a Look, story. Okay, hang, hang on. Hey. Hang on. What, what, just answer yes or no. Did you have catfish for supper last night? I did. 
Yes. Yes, Judge Ito, I Judge did. Ito. <laughs> <laughs> so, but he's ripping on me because now, he, th- now, he thinks. I mean, now Tom Barfield is an attorney, for crying out loud. That's not true. I said, hey, man, I had a little all-you-could-eat catfish last night. I didn't say I was at some catfish he said, Well, he's I, fired up. He said, eleven ninety-five. But he was. It was like 2, two o'clock in the morning. He's calling me going, hey, I'm eating catfish. Now, see, that's gone from 11, <laughs> which, which is a stretch about four hours. To two thirty in the morning. I, heck, I don't know what time. No, it was. I, I, I tell you what, we're gonna have to have my girlfriend on. She'll 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 be honest and straighten this out because I told her I'm going I, I, tonight's a night for catfish, and then I I thought I'd share that with Tom Barfield. And he's throwing me right under the bus saying I was Man. at some hut and it's two in the morning. And <laughs> well, it was on round four of all you can eat, you know. So. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's it's ten oh nine. This is ESPN Central Texas. Stay with us on our way. On the way next, we're going to get into the World Series. And, man, what a uh, tremendous effort by the Dodgers in Game 1. We'll get to it next here on ESPN Central Texas. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Michael Point. We'll see decreasing clouds today, meaning a lot more sunshine this afternoon. It'll be another very mild day with highs topping out at 87 degrees. Mostly clear skies tonight. We fall to 66 and tomorrow partly to mostly sunny. Continued very warm with a high of 87. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.30 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on Game Time. You know, every time I think I've kind of got a handle on Garrett, I learned something new, Stretch. Here's a guy that just <laughs> wouldn't give you a plug nickel for chicken fried steak, but he tells me that deep fried summer sausage is at the top of his list. I just said it's at the top of my list. I said it's pretty dang good, though. <laughs> well, deep that, fried I, summer I mean, that's sausage. making me grab for a sleeve of Tums right just thinking about it. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. Cold weather is coming, and it's time to fill your propane tanks. StarTex Propane provides the best propane service in Central Texas, and they have special pricing and programs for your household needs with their Keep Full program. With the Keep Full program, they periodically check and fill your tank. And, of course, service techs show up with masks, gloves, and social distancing. They can also install gas logs for your fireplace, and they carry indoor propane heaters. Check them out at StarTexPropane.com or on Facebook. StarTex Propane. Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nitsche Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. My training helps me at work when I lead by example. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my community and those I care about safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time close to home by visiting nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station.
the best time to let Jeff Hunter Toyota put you in a used vehicle. Right now, choose from hundreds of different makes and different models, all priced to fit all budgets. Explore your possibilities. Explore new and used vehicles at Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. What you do in privacy is your own business. What you do in public with your truck, well, that's our business at Pickup Outfitters. In your garage, it's okay for your truck to parade around in the nude with no accessories. Hey, this is still America. But when you bring your truck out in public, it's just common decency to put an outfit on your truck. And that's where we come in at Pickup Outfitters. Put a cover on that bed. Cover your rear end with a bumper and a hitch, for goodness sakes. There are women and children on the roads. And guys, don't leave your tools exposed. Put them in a toolbox. Be proud of your truck and stand tall with a lift kit. Or improve your truck's posture with a leveling kit. Add some class to your pickup with new wheels and tires. Or dress up for a date with your new RV or boat with a fifth wheel or a receiver hitch. At Pickup Outfitters, we're dedicating to making the roads decent for all Central Texans. So when taking your truck out in public, remember your manners and accessorize it properly with an outfit from Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. Ten thirteen. Welcome back into Game Time. Your uh, all access pass to Central Texas sports. Let's let's talk a little bit about uh, last night's Game One of the World Series. Boy, they uh, there's a lot uh, riding on uh, on Clayton Kershaw's outing. You know he's he's caught a lot of heat about his postseason uh, strengths and weaknesses, but this postseason, guys, he's I think three and one with a two point eight eight ERA. That's uh, it's pretty impressive. And last night. He was phenomenal. He was outstanding. You, you, he had a little bumpy first, but after that, he got after it. And, well, he, and he, he, did, he, did he attacked the strike zone. Yeah, and, and that's exactly right, Tom. I mean, he and he and he really made in in his six innings. He left one pitch over the middle of the plate that I thought that Kiermaier obviously hit out. But other than that, he it's almost like he buckled his he buckled his jaw and said, "You know what? I'm 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 going to get this. I'm I'm going to get this postseason." talk I'm, I'm, I'm going to eliminate some of this you know some of these doubters some of these people that say I can't pitch in the in the postseason and he he did he got after it I, I I was impressed with the job he did but even more than that boy I mean did the did the Dodgers bring out the lumber and just say you know what we're gonna we're gonna take some of this off of him by you know by knocking the ball around the park which right hasn't here. happened a whole lot in his postseason starts but listen to this line guys he went six innings he gave up one run on that on that home run. He he only gave up one other hit in those six innings of work. He walked one, which is critical, and he punched out eight. Now, when you punch out eight, you would think you're throwing some pitches. He only threw seventy-eight pitches, seventy-eight pitches. So if because they had a full loaded rested bullpen, they didn't need him to go beyond the sixth inning. But if, if he could have went another inning or two. But they got him out, got him out at 78 pitches. And just think, if if, it, if this thing rolls around to uh, to another Kershaw start, which you would think it would unless unless there's a broom involved in this deal, uh, he's fresh. Yeah. He, <laughs> he's, he's ready to roll. And what I'm wondering too, Tom, is, you know, he had those back spasms. So did they, you know, were they trying to get him back in – back in shape for what would be his second start in this series. There's a lot of things, I think, that come into play here. But, 
I mean, I he he like you said, he pounded the strike zone, and he was. I just saw a guy. I just saw his competitive, his eyes, his jaw. I mean, you you saw him go say, "Hey, I, I'm I'm going to take this to him." And when you get a lead like that, and you know, you know you have confidence in your in, in how your team's going to score some runs, you can go do exactly what he did, and 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 it speaks for itself that he went out there and 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 like this, like you said, I mean, it's that line six six innings, uh, two hits, home run. You know, he he pinned and pounded in the strike zone. That's it, it's a great outing for him, and it was it was a, I think a good first win for the Dodgers. Uh, especially against Glass now, because he he obviously didn't have his stuff last night. And, and then you look at you look at the you look at the uh, the batting order. Mookie Betts at the top. Well, he does his job. He's the table setter. That's he's supposed to get on base. And well, what did he do? He collected two hits and a walk. He's on base three times uh, last night. Scored a couple of runs and, and and drove in a run. That's what that's what the table setter does. And then down in the middle, the Keller product. Max Muncy, well, he's two for four with two runs scored, two RBIs. And he also, hey, we've talked about this a million times. He picked up a walk. So he's on base in the middle of the order three times with two runs scored and two RBIs. When the middle of the order is producing and the table setters at the top are producing, you got a pretty good chance. And then you got a guy going out there and throwing BBs for six innings. You've got a great chance to win a ball game. That's exactly what they did. They went out and they just stuck it right in Tampa Bay's ear with an 8-3 win. Yeah, and and was it ever in question? I mean, Tampa – once they took Kershaw out, they 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 got a few hits, but it it, it the, I thought the game was over really in the sixth inning because with 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 that with that lead and and like you were saying, I mean the 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 middle of the order producing Mookie Betts doing his thing, and then Kershaw obviously I I, I, I before the show I'm thinking okay do I really want to come on here and talk about how the Dodgers banged the ball around, and and you're right, we haven't seen them do that really a lot, but I I, I still think the 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 underlying story is 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 Kershaw and getting kind of getting that postseason wrap removed from him a little bit. And don't forget that seventh inning now, where Tampa put two runs up on the board, and wasn't it the seventh inning when? When they hit the screaming line drive, or was that the eighth where they where they had a runner on and they end up with the double play ball because the the pitcher makes the catch for the oh, Dodgers? Hit a, hit a bullet. I mean, right it was a missile right back through the box, but he gloves it and and they get the double play and get out of the frame. But they did give up two runs in the seventh. Uh, first guy out of the pen couldn't uh, he 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 couldn't miss a bat. Uh, for the Dodgers, he was throwing right at that wood, and he was making contact. Uh, so, but they had to get him out in a hurry, and then uh, after that, they kind of settled in and and got it done. So, uh, game one in the books, and then they'll play game two tonight uh, back in Arlington. And 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 on our CNC Collision Center text line is an interesting question that I I initially said no to immediately, right. but now I'm kind of thinking this through. Uh, Garrett, what do we got on our CNC Collision Center text line? So, Grumpy Old Fan asks, did playing the NLCS at Globe Life give the Dodgers an advantage over the Rays who've never played there before? I, I don't think it necessarily gave them an advantage. I, I think, and I was thinking about this last night watching the game, is all the fields, you know, the wall, the layout, the, the length, the distance, everything is different. But if you look at it from that standpoint, it was Bellinger who had an issue with the wall mm-hmm. where he ran in and missed that catch. I don't think that it necessarily played it into it that much. I think the Dodgers were just loose. They've been in that situation in the World Series recently, 
And, and I think they were just better prepared for it. But st- let's stop and think about the question for just a minute, guys. So uh, the, the listener's asking if the National League team is more comfortable than the American League team That's, because yeah. of the familiarity with the American League ballpark. That's where we are in 2020. That's pretty wild. I when mean, you, think that, about you, it. you stop and think about it in those terms. You know, now, initially, my first thought was heck no, the mound is 60 feet, six inches, just like it is right. anywhere else. It's 90 feet from home to first, 90 feet, from, you know. But when you stop, stop and think about the little nuances of, of the walls, the side walls, the outfield, uh, and, and just the comfort factor that they've been there for a while, there may be, there may be a little something something about that stretch. I mean, uh, you know, I know in football the field's a, is a hundred yards, you know, mm-hmm. but there's still something to be said about the the having been there, having done that, and and, and kind of feeling like you're at home. Yeah, and, and, and I agree. I mean, uh, like, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go to what Garrett said, which was I, I mean, it's the Dodgers, in fact, who who have played in that park, and I was a little surprised to have, you know, ha- have the center fielder kind of not really, un- you know, not I, I guess not know where that wall was and be uncomfortable with that. Well, he uh, also had a shoulder problem too. I yeah, think yeah, that he was kind of. Yeah. Right, but I'm also thinking, too, and I like the comment that Garrett made, it, it, last night's game felt like the Dodgers were so glad that they had this they, – they'd overcome, you know, being in a hole against the Braves. They'd won a, won a game seven in, in kind of a dramatic fashion, and they were there just to play last night, and that's exactly what you saw. I thought you saw this team just go out and swing the bats mm-hmm. well. Uh, Kershaw pitch well, and and you know they get they get an eight three win, and they'll do it again tonight. Uh, it is a seven oh eight, not seven oh seven, not seven oh nine, kids. It's a seven oh eight first pitch, and right if they don't throw the first pitch, Garrett at seven oh eight, I want you to write your congressman. I mean, let them know about it, huh? Where do they get these strength? I, I realize it's a TV deal, but. Man, 708, what a strange thing. Yeah, I don't understand why you wouldn't just start, like, I don't know, 707, 705, 710. Nope, it's, it's 08, buddy. It's 08, and don't you dare forget it. All right, so that's a, that's a look at what uh, happened last night in uh, in game one of the World Series. And uh, and now the the, uh, the Rays find themselves in a one-game-to-none disadvantage. And, uh, again, they'll tee it up tonight at 708. It's 1023, 23 after 10. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. Coach Dave Aranda meets up with his former roommate Tom Herman this Saturday as the Bears travel to Austin to take on the Longhorns. 1230 for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 230 kickoff with John, JJ, and Ricky. Baylor, Texas, this Saturday. From Daryl K. Royal Texas Memorial Stadium in Austin. Right here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Hey guys, we all give gifts on birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, but have you ever given a gift just because gift? When it's not expected, it means the most coming from you. Since 1979, Morrison Gifts has been Waco's gift store for every occasion. Choose from lines of great gift ideas, including John Hart leather goods, big O key rings, candles, and jewelry, and as always, free gift wrapping and delivery available. Morrison Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business at 4308 West Waco Drive, next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Center. Triple S Sports is your one-stop shop for all baseball and softball gear. 
They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from the names you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Play ball! Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about team, league, and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplessports.com. You're out! For qualified buyers, see dealer for details. The kickoff savings event continues at Richard Carr with even bigger savings. All Buick, GMC, and Cadillacs in stock are priced to move. Save nine grand on a 2020 Sierra SLT Crew Cab. Get a 2020 Buick Encore for only $19.9 or save $10,000 on all 2020 Buick Enclaves in stock. Get here now, log on now, or let us bring a car to you. It's the Richard Carr kickoff savings event going on now. At Richard Carr, we give you more. TFNB Your Bank for Life supports high school football in Central Texas. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking and savings accounts and earn interest, cashback, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB Your Bank for Life. Member FDIC. Wings Pizza and Things in Temple is your go-to spot to watch the game and fuel up on great food. As the name implies, you can get delicious wings in 15 different flavors and amazing fresh-made pizzas. But that's not all that's on the menu. Try one of their burgers, sandwiches, or wraps. Or check out their new specials, which include their two for $28 meal deals or their family feast. And make sure to top off your meal with something from the sweet spot. Wings Pizza and Things is family-friendly and has more than 60 TVs, so you know your game is on. Go to wingsintemple.com for the menu. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Stephen Simcox with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Get the Durable Kubota L Series tractor for as low as $149 a month right now at WC Tractor for more service center in star. Cowboys are still miraculously in first place in the NFC East with a two and four record. They travel to Washington this week. Head coach Mike McCarthy discussed this being an important part of the season in his press conference on Tuesday. Oh, definitely. It's a very it's it's a very important part of the season. No no question about it. On a number of fronts, you know, obviously you, you want your team to improve week in and week out. The goal is to win every single week. Um, you, you know, you're always working on certain components of your football team and, and, and stressing that because, you know, this is the day we're game planning as we get ready for uh, Washington. McCarthy also said starting tackle Brandon Knight will be out for a few weeks after undergoing knee surgery yesterday. Knight had been replacing Tyron Smith, who was out for the season with the neck injury. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Seventy-six degrees, cloudy skies in the heart of Texas on this Wednesday after a Wednesday morning, rather. This is ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Glenn, Garrett, we're glad you're with us, and we're joined now by Eric Richards from the uh, national. He's the national recruiting director of the All American Bowl. Eric, good morning. Thanks for your time. How you guys doing over there in Texas? Doing good, and hey, we appreciate you jumping on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut right to it, Eric. Talk to us a little bit about. The selection of the 2021 game, obviously you got to be a little disappointed. Uh, I, I saw that they pushed it back a year, not going to play the game this year. Tell me a little bit about the landscape and how you guys are going to kind of navigate forward through what, what, what feels like a lot of muddy water. Yeah, yeah, it was a tough, tough day yesterday, as you can imagine. When, you're, when you open up Twitter and you're, tw- you're, you know, you're trending number 16, it's usually not a good thing. But, uh, uh, the, you know, the higher-ups at NBC um, – 
made a decision to cancel this year's game and uh uh it just was going to turn into glenn it wasn't going to be a a a fun bowl week that these athletes for the past 20 years have experienced and so they made the call that you know with all the restrictions in place of nfl testing from the time they got on the plane to the time we we have over over 60 of the 100 uh selected athletes actually leave there and go to their colleges and as you can imagine most of the colleges are still involved in the college football playoffs where clemson alabama ohio state georgia uh oklahoma whoever it is not oklahoma this year but uh, you know, and, and so it was, they were going to have to be sequestered and quarantined once they got there and not be around the team for 14 days. And it, it, uh, it just became more hurdles than what was worth. And we, you know, we wanted to put on a first class experience and I think we we're going to go a little bit backwards this year, trying to navigate through the landscape, but we're, you know, it, it is what it is. It doesn't take from the honor of, uh, of those players that were selected, you know, as well as I do. And, 20 years, they're going to sit back and tell their kids on the couch. They're going to point up to the jersey and tell the kids they were selected for that game. And then about 20 years, 40 years past that, they're going to tell the grandkids. So nothing, nothing's lost long-term, all the short, although the short-term really hurts. Sure. Talking with Eric Richards, the director of recruiting for the Army All-American Games. So this year, Eric, did you guys – did you do kind of the same selection tour? Did you guys go out and – and have your same selection process, even though they like like you said they're not going to have the game. No, nah, we followed suit with everybody else and went virtual <laughs> with the darn thing, and uh, it, it was semi, you know semi successful as well as virtual can be. I'm mean, I'm sure you guys are like me; you're about zoomed out. Uh, but uh, you know, went virtual, and it, you know it's uh, one thing I'll give this particular class, Glenn, this 2021 class. Man, I, I tell you what, I, I'd hire one in, in four or five years when they came out of college if they if they weren't you know going on to play football in the uh, league or anything because it's they they they've uh, they've landscaped through um, waters that we had never seen before. The old the old story your dad gave you about he walked to you know walked to twenty miles to school with no shoes isn't going to compare to what this twenty twenty one class went through with really no recruiting evaluation period uh as you know and uh, you know some of your listeners know we really crank up evaluating that class uh in the you know winter spring coming out of their junior year because you got all the camps and the showcases and the combines and the seven on seven tournaments and the 300 things that are out there and uh you know got about march and those things got canceled so athletes that we had had on the radar to go look at in person which is what we always try to do is is in addition to their film is, is see them in person uh we didn't get to see and uh you know now, now the four stars and five stars that we have that ain't gonna hurt but these you know no stars and two stars that we're bucking to probably get just a little bit better offer or scholarship or uh ballooned up in size and weight and 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 and, and we're going to be a lot better players than what they were in sophomore and juniors those are the ones that really hurt so talk to us a little bit, Eric, about that. Now you're turning the page. You're going to 2022. Talk to us a little bit about, you know, some of the guys, some of the players in Texas that you guys are looking at, and specifically Central Texas, if you are looking at players in our area. Let us know who those guys are and tell me how you're going to move forward and proceed forward, which I'm sure you can't wait to do when you're telling us you're Zoomed out and, and you're tired of doing all those things. Oh, man, De- definitely ready. Uh, I- I'll never uh... – I'll never take plane uh, travel for granted ever again. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, in your immediate area, Waco, it's gone a little bit cold on us over the last two or three years. And, you know, I don't know uh, if the high school programs there are feeling that. And 
uh, not as strong as they've been in the past, but uh, just up the road north from you in Dallas, sure hadn't dried up. I mean, uh, potentially the number one overall player in that class, uh, the quarterback at South Lake Carroll, Quinn Ewers, uh, you know, he's already committed to us. Uh, there's a receiver, uh, you know, at DelVal, Del uh, DelVal, Texas, and Kaywin Burton. And then and, and Houston's always going to be a, a big supplier. There's a big offensive lineman down in uh, uh, the Houston area. You know, Denver Harris, a cornerback out of Houston. And then Duncanville has, you know, it, it's kind of produced uh, uh, athlete over athlete the last few years where it's become a, a hotbed. And then what we're kind of surprised at, Glenn, just north of you in the Dallas and Fort Worth area is kind of what the private schools, uh, that Dallas used to be such a public school. It, it, you know, the private schools were just an afterthought. You didn't even make a stop in those things. But we can't believe how much the private schools have kind of gained ground uh, up there in that area, and especially in Texas. Right, and and, and I know that uh, obviously my son goes to All Saints there there in Alito, and you know we know about the Brockermeyer boys and 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 the job that they've done, and they they were nationally recruited, and you know going to Texas, dad went to Texas, and then they switched, uh, committed to. Uh, Committed late guard this year to go to Alabama, so good for them and and and, and good for that process. Let's let's talk about this, so Eric. I, I know that you uh, obviously going around the country. You see the top kids. You see these kids that, and and I remember you sending me pictures last year of being down at LSU with Tommy Robinson, who we both know was a running back coach at LSU. He's not. At Texas A&M, you were down there with, and obviously Dave Aranda was the defensive coordinator, now the head coach here at Baylor. Did you have any uh, any opportunity to interact with any of those assistants while you were at LSU? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, they, uh, you know, they obviously after they got through whooping Georgia that particular week, and Joe Burrow threw for four hundred something yards. They, uh, you know, they they visit with the recruits and the families that are on officials uh, afterwards, and. Uh, uh, I got to stay over a, a quarterback. Um, um, actually, Brad Johnson's son was on that a recruiting trip that week, and he's committed to LSU. Max Johnson, and then the guys you got want to write down this tight end is Eric Gilbert. He's the freshman over at LSU. He was on the recruiting visit that weekend too, and uh, got to stay after and see those guys. Uh, it, it's funny, you know, because I've been in so many uh, situations like that, Glenn, and and take and I take a little bit from each one and kind of take it in. And it's, it's you know, as as much as those top programs are the same, they're always there. There's a lot. It, there's a lot of differences in recruitings and and game day. And you know, Bay, you ran that thing at Oklahoma for years. Uh, there's a big difference, you know, in what in the way Dabo Sweeney approaches a family and athlete isn't the same way Nick Saban approaches them. Uh, you know, and the way Kirby Smart approaches them in the same way that Ed Orgeron approaches them. And so uh, it, it's fun to get, you know, back there. And it's kind of kind of been my forte is I, I, I try to develop a relationship with these athletes that it's not just about a one-week bowl experience. I think you know, you know, how, how long I go back with Christian McCaffrey, how long I go back with Sony Michelle, the running back of the New England sure. Patriots, how far I go back with Trevor Lawrence. Uh and uh, I've just tried to make it about that because it helps me, those guys telling, you know, athletes that are coming up behind them that, uh, hey, you know, Eric's going to look out for the best of you. He's not just about you as, as, as a football player and not trying to use you for a one-week All-American game. Sure. Talking to Eric Richards, the director of recruiting for the Army All-American game. And, Eric, I'd, I'd be reminisced to let you go without, without asking you about Trevor Lawrence. Obviously, I know you're – 
I know your relationship with him, and I know you've been around him, and he had been to camps at, at FBU, which you're a big part of. Uh, and that young man is a heck of a young man. Obviously, he's, he's right now he's the favorite to win the Heisman Trophy. Tell us a little bit about Trevor Lawrence when he was a young kid and, and, and kind of what you saw in, in, in his development. Because I think it's – it's, and the reason I'm asking that is because I think it's, it's great for our listeners to hear. You mentioned that, you know, we may be a little down in the Central Texas area right now, but we got a lot of young kids in the Central Texas area who, who, are, who are and aspire to be the next Trevor Lawrence and who will have that opportunity to possibly be that – four-star guy, that five-star guy. Tell us a little bit about his growing up, how he grew up, and, 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 and kind of your relationship with him and how that moved forward. Yeah, I think uh, I think a lot of time, Glenn, and uh, that, you know, these recruiting services get a, uh, get a little bit of a knock of, you know, when they tag a player, a three-star, a four-star, a five-star, well, how do you know and this and that? And then understand that, you know, generally speaking on any given year, uh, there's probably some better high school football players than uh, some of these players that you see with four and five stars on them. But what those recruiting services are doing are projecting that in six, seven years that that guy will be in the NFL. And uh, Trevor wasn't one of those. I mean, they projected him to be the uh, number one player from the time he was a freshman in that class. And uh, him and Justin Fields, which is the quarterback at Ohio State, uh, lived 20 minutes apart. And uh, it, it was a, a competitive thing in, in, you know, northwest Georgia for him and everything. But Trevor came to us, uh, just showed up at a camp, uh, a 135-pound a, a soaking wet. He was about six foot one in the seventh grade and uh, just st- stayed with – we have several events we run in the company from a camp standpoint, and we kept seeing his face around at camps and uh, our freshman All-American game, and all of a sudden he's 6'3", and then uh, he comes down to the National Combine there in San Antonio, and he's 6'4", and then, you know, he plays an All-American game, he's 6'5". Uh, it, it, that one was kind of a, a, a no-brainer. He was a once-in-a-decade quarterback, uh, and they just don't come along, and I think his uh, – his preparation on the field, off the field, the way he was raised in a middle-class blue-collar family. He's grounded. He's level-headed. Helped uh, helped him succeed and put him in the position he's he's at now to where uh, the sky's the limit. Like you said, the Heisman and probably you know every service I've ever seen's got a, got him number one uh, pick overall. Now who who that'll be? Everybody will jockey here. You, hell, you guys might get him there. The Dallas Cowboys. Who knows? <laughs> well, okay. hey, right, right now that might be a hell of that might be a hell of an opportunity. Listen, Eric, hey, I, I appreciate you jumping on and talking with us, and maybe throughout the year as we move forward, uh, we'd love to have you one more time. Give us a name in the 2022 class before I let you jump, though. That that uh, we need to keep an eye out on. Is it Quinn Ewers? Is it? It's definitely Quinn Ewers. Um, it'd be interesting if Texas can hold on to him. I know they've got they've got they got problems they're addressing uh, right now. I mean, what what's going on at SMU is kind of impressive. I know they've got a big push to uh, kind of keep Dallas kids at home uh, in the in the future. But uh, you know, from a from a national standpoint, you, you, you're not going to get any higher. He's the he's the Matthew Stafford uh, 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 of that particular class and everything. Um, nationally, uh, you know, there's a a, a a defensive back out of California, modern day high school, which I'm sure your listeners are familiar with if they've ever turned on ESPNU on a on a Friday night. Modern days 
uh, usually got a game or two a year, but a kid named Damani Jackson, who's a 6'1", 185-pound corner. And I, I tell you, he could walk into an NFL locker room and look at home right now, Glenn. Wow, interesting. Well, listen, Eric, I appreciate it. I know you this time of year you're busy. We'd love to have you jump back on as, uh, as recruiting uh, progresses here. And obviously, we, we, we start to get through the waters of maybe, maybe feeling a little better and feeling a little more normalcy. And hopefully, you guys would be able to play your game in 2022. Eric, thanks for jumping on with us today. No problem, Glenn. There it goes. Eric Richards, the director of uh, recruiting for the, uh, for the, uh, for the uh, All-American Bowl. Used to be the Army All-American Bowl. Now they're not the title sponsor anymore, but uh, does a great job, obviously, with that game. It's a shame that those kids, Tom and Garrett, won't be able to showcase, you know, their ability like they do on NBC leading into that first playoff weekend. Uh, it, it really is. It's I've, I've been in I've been in that experience. It's just a really neat experience to be involved with. It, it is, and one of the things about that game is, is the uh, it's almost like the the interact between uh, down on the sidelines. I mean, what's going on between plays and what's going on during breaks is almost as much fun as the game itself, and and that's going to be I think the one thing that's that's the uh, the big miss. He's right, uh, Glenn. They they will have that uh, that pride that they'll be able to to tell their kids and their grandkids, hey, uh, I was a part of that thing. But that, that interaction between those players and, and, and a lot of times that camera's right up in the, you know, in the, you know, right up on them and they'll start talking about the, the schools that, uh, that they're looking at or the schools that they're, they're, they're verbally committing to. It's, it, that's the fun part of that game, in my opinion. Uh, absolutely. And that, and that makes it, you know, it makes it like you were saying, Tom, it makes it a good watch. You know, the other thing I got out of that was, you know, him saying, you know that there's not that there's not that elite five star recruit, you know, in, in our area. But I'm gonna tell you something. You never know when a guy is going to, you know, when that when that freshman kid is gonna shoot up. And like he was saying, that Trevor Lawrence, who nobody really thought was gonna be there, then all of a sudden, boom, he he hits the stage and gets to the spotlight of being the guy. So, so I'm sure our listeners have have got. Have got some young men out there that are that are striving to be that, and that's what you want to do. You want to continue to drive to be that, you know, to be that guy, and to, and and to go get yourself an education and move your move your life to the next stage. All right, so ten forty two. We're eighteen away from eleven o'clock. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. You want to jump in? We'd love to hear from you. Our phone number is two five four. 662-1660, or you can hit us on the uh, CNC Collision Center text line, also at 254-662-1660. Straight ahead, we get into some high school football conversation. We do that next on ESPN Central Texas. We're ready for some football, baby. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2020. It's a 34-yard kick to win the game. Only heard here. Good hold. The kick's up. It snakes inside the right up right. All season. But it's kind of like when you drive in two lanes, you pay taxes on the whole road. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Washington football team. Live from FedEx Field on ESPN Central Texas. At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. 
Do you need a car? Do you have $149? The Honda Transports have just arrived at Greg May. You'll find a large selection of your favorite Hondas, Pilots, Accords, CRVs, and Civics for as low as $149 per month. That's right, Civics, $149 per month. And HRVs, just $149 per month. You can still get above market value for your trade. And 0.9% APR for up to 60 months on select models can save you thousands of dollars more. But you've got to hurry to Greg May Honda because offers like these won't last long. Stop by today or check out gregmayhonda.com for complete details. Royal Pizza is a proud supporter of all area sports and academics, including Clifton Cubs football. Before the game Friday night, go to Royal Pizza for a pregame meal or after the game. They're open until midnight for home games. Royal Pizza is more than just pizza. Try their delicious wings with a choice of five different flavors or a healthy salad or maybe pasta or a sub. Or you can try one of their amazing pizzas. Royal Pizza has something for everyone. Royal Pizza, fit for a king. Available for dine-in, pickup, or delivery. Go Cubs! Local officials will offer COVID-19 surge testing in McLennan County through October 30th. 40,000 COVID-19 tests have been allocated for this effort. Testing dates and sites are listed online at covidwaco.com. Save time, pre-registration online, and print your completed registration form. You can print your form at any of the four Waco libraries or three community centers at no charge. Waco Transit will be providing free transit rides to or from testing sites. All sites open 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Free COVID COVID-19 testing sites will be located throughout Waco until October 30th at the Waco Convention Center, McLennan Community College, Waco ISD Stadium, and the Syntax Chamber of Commerce. Please log on to covidwaco.com for exact dates of the free COVID-19 testing. You do not have to have symptoms to be tested. It will take just a few minutes for you to receive the easy nasal swab for the COVID-19 testing. Act today. Go to covidwaco.com. Be safe and be sure. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Stephen Simcox with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Get the Durable Kubota L Series tractor for as low as $149 a month right now at WC Tractor. For more service center in Star, Cowboys are still miraculously in first place in the NFC East with a two and four record. They travel to Washington this week. Head coach Mike McCarthy discuss this being an important part of the season in his press conference on Tuesday. Oh, definitely. It's a very it's it's a very important part of the season. No no question about it on a number of fronts you know obviously you, you want your team to improve week in and week out the goal is to win every single week um, you, you know you're always working on certain components of your football team and, and, and stressing that because you know this is the day we're game planning as we get ready for uh, Washington McCarthy also said starting tackle Brandon Knight will be out for a few weeks after undergoing knee surgery yesterday Knight had been replacing Tyron Smith who was out for the season with the next sports center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas Welcome back into the program. This is Game Time, your all-access pass to Central Texas sports. We're glad you're with us, Tom Stretch and Garrett, as we roll along here on a uh, a uh, Wednesday. And let's uh, let's get into some football. As you guys know, as you guys know, with COVID, there have been some tweaking of the schedule, and you got some districts that are now on a five-day rotation and. And uh, so there was a game last night played, uh, guys, in 3A, and it was uh, it was uh, it was the top four team in the, in the state in Malakoff. I think they're num- like number four, number three in the state. Yep. And uh, the Malakoff Tigers, Jamie Driscoll's team, uh, right down Highway 31 in in Malakoff, they uh, they took on the Fairfield Eagles, and Malakoff uh, with a 55 to nothing win 
over the uh, Fairfield Eagles, and now they'll get ready to play in five more days. So, quick turnaround and and, and get ready to go. So, but and that's that's how a lot of teams are going to be living for the next two or three, four weeks to try to get all these games in to make sure that they they get their uh, their their qualifications in for district and, and for postseason play. I think the key key thing right now, especially with the schedule, is staying healthy, and especially with teams like Malakoff mm-hmm. and Mart who. They're essentially they're going to kind of roll through district and they're just preparing for the playoffs. They got their eye on the playoffs, so you want to make sure that you have everybody and all your key players ready to go once that starts. All right, so uh, ten, uh, let's see, coming up tomorrow night or is, no, it's tonight. Yeah, you got two yeah, tonight. You got two tonight out of uh, out in in uh, in District Ten Two A Division Two. You got Frost going to Chilton, and then you got the Bremont Tigers. And they're going to be over in Wortham to take on the Wortham Bulldogs. So you got a couple of games in that district. And then they'll turn around and, and uh, just about everybody will play on the 26th. Then again on the 31st. And then on November the 6th. And stretch, that's how they're going to get That's how they're going to get their 10. Their, uh, t- not, not necessarily their 10 games, but they're going to get their, their district games uh, in so they can qualify for postseason play. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I – I think it's going to be they're going to have to look at the model that the NFL does when they when they jump from those Sunday games into those Thursday games. You're going to have to immediately be game planning almost a week in advance. I'm talking about from a coach's standpoint. You'll be looking at whoever you're going to play the net the following week, literally the day before you play the game that you have that week. So it it really starts you you start to get in that pattern of Hey, we got to get. We've got to be prepping for whoever we're going to play before we before we finish playing our last game, and some of that starts running all together. But you've got to get into a, you know, you got to get into the mentality of saying if we're going to play every five days, well, we've got to we've got to stay on top of this like a young kid doing his homework. I mean, you got to be doing it before before the the project's done, the current project's done. You got to be looking forward, and then. Like Garrett was saying, I mean, keeping guys healthy and being able to, you know, immediately after a game, get out, do a little light run, a little light lift. You know, the things that, again, that NFL teams do going from a Sunday to a Thursday game. Yeah, and back in the day, and we say back in the day, when they were actually breaking down film, they would work sometimes two weeks out uh, on 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 breaking down film, and I think that's what you're gonna you you you're gonna see with even with huddle, you're gonna see guys that are that are working on maybe as many as two game plans at the same time while they're preparing, while they're getting ready to play game one, they're working on uh, they're prepping games two and three almost simultaneously, but because they have to. I mean, the turnaround is so stinking fast, and and you can say, well, it's just a couple of days. Well. Th- Add a couple of days times three, you know, then you basically have lost a week. And and that's right. kind of what's what's going on here with, with all these games being on top of each other every five days. So it'll be interesting to see. But the one thing about it is it's it's fair because it's 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 what everybody's having right. to do in those particular districts. Then you got other districts that haven't seemed to have any issues, uh, which is again it just incredibly peculiar to me that uh, uh this this particular part of the the district this part of the area uh, of central texas is having some issues and and this part isn't so you got some some districts that are just cruising right along and like nothing ever happened and then you got others that are having to uh, to scramble and and um, and adjust schedules so uh it's it's just the way it is in 2020 
And 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 don't you think, guys, that it? I mean, this could be one of those situations that just because they're not going through it right now, doesn't mean that they won't be going through it two weeks from now. No, I that's mean, if, if, or tomorrow. <laughs> right. Correct. Yeah, correct. and you're right. You're a hundred percent correct. It's just I, I, I said, you know, I, for some teams, they've already got seven games played. I mean. You know, and then others have only gotten four or five. I mean, it's just, you know, it's it's just different. I mean, so, for example, here's a district here's a district game. Crawford's 7-0, and and they're playing Bosqueville this week at 3-2. and Yeah. And there, there's that one district where Whitney and all them, you got to look, because they have, like, all right, so Dallas-Madison, this is going to be their third game of the season this week when they play West, mm-hmm. you know. So, and it's unfortunate because of the the different uh, measures put in place up in Dallas that they had to wait while the uh, well, the it's games a great point. Stretch, you know, Metroplex, Greater Austin area, uh, their uh, their county and their city uh, guidelines are a little different than in some of the other parts of the state, right? And and, and, that, and that's the point I think that that you know you guys are making is. How how to uh, how to move forward? Try to move forward in, in in a safe manner. You know, I I was reading somewhere last night where you know some of the North Texas, some of their uh, superintendents and some of the people up there are already starting to prep for what could be you know going back to the virtual side of things. So that that just spills over to football and how you know how how, how to navigate through again, guys, uncertain times. Well, and then you know, for example, and it's just circumstances. But look, uh, look in the six A ranks, and, and look at Midway, and look at Temple. Temple has played four games. Midway has played two games. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, one is an open date, uh, and so that took took a game off the schedule. And the other is because they were playing a team out of that Greater Austin area, so that had to turn into a scrimmage rather than an actual game. So Midway has two games under their belt, where where Temple is, you know, thirty miles down the road has played four games. Well, I mean, and that, that also, when you look at those districts that they're in, Temple's right here with all the Colleen schools, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, so they're able to get things rolling, and Midway's looking at having to break it up into divisions in their district play because of the Metroplex teams. And that begins tomorrow night, by the way, when they uh, when they head up to, uh, to Mansfield to take on the Mansfield Tigers. So there's a lot of good football games coming up uh, in Central Texas. We'll get into more of those coming up in our next hour, but uh, right now we are going to, uh, we're going to step aside, and when we come back, we're going to talk some college football. We'll do that next when we continue on ESPN Central Texas. Midway Panthers football on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Bird Cogent Ford. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Kenneth Weithorn, Darren Burrow, and me for Midway Panthers football. This Thursday night, the Panthers take on the Tigers of Mansfield. Our broadcast begins at 6.30 with the pregame, the kickoff, and all the action at 7 o'clock. It's Midway in Mansfield, and it's this Thursday night right here on ESPN Central Texas. Stonewood Dental is your comfortable and remarkable home for a full spectrum of general dentistry starting at age six months. They feature a specialized treatment of TMJ pain known as Biostetics, the highest degree of bite correction treatment that relieves patients of pain and gives them the smile of a lifetime. From simple fillings to full cosmetic reconstruction, Stonewood Dental also specializes in oral or IV sedation, implants, and wisdom teeth removal. They accept most insurance policies, including Medicaid and CHIPS at Stonewood Dental in Robinson. Citizen State Bank is excited about Central Texas high school sports. 
and is glad to be a part of so many outstanding communities. Citizens has 10 branches to serve you, including Buffalo, Centerville, Clifton, Dawson, Grosbeck, Hubbard, Itasca, Teague, West, and Whitney. If you're one of their valued customers, they say thank you for your business. If you're looking for a bank where you're more than a number, check them out at CitizenStateBankTX.com. Members' children participate in many school activities. This gives Citizen State Bank a vested interest in the lives of these students. They wish all the student athletes, cheerleaders, and band and drill team members a year of success. Whether you're a bison, tiger, cub, bulldog, goat, jagger, wampus cat, lion, trojan, or wildcat, know that Citizen State Bank supports and appreciates your hard work. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Are you in the market to buy or sell a home and need an agency to deliver excellent results? Camille Johnson Realtors is excited to assist you with one of the most important decisions for you and your family. Whether it be residential, commercial, or farm and ranch properties, Camille and her all-star team of agents are ready to help buyers and sellers through what can be a stressful period in their lives. Enjoy the multiple listings, community and school information, and photos of the area on their website, CamilleJohnson.com. During this difficult time, Camille Johnson Realtors knows the importance of home. When it comes to me and my money, I know the way it should be. For a limited time, refinance your vehicle and have 90 days with zero payments, only at Genco FCU. Refinancing will lower your rate and lower your payment. Actually pay less for your vehicle. Then two winners have a chance to win a 0% loan. You can't pass on rates as low as 1.75% for 48 months. Apply online today and save your money. With every loan refinanced, Genco will donate to a school fund for two schools to win a $1,500 donation. The two schools with the most votes win. Vote today and every day until December 4th. Go to GencoFCU.org. No purchase necessary to vote. Refinance and pay less for your vehicle. Keep your payments for 90 days and help your school win cash. Annual percentage rates subject to change without notice. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. For more information, go to GencoFCU.org. NCUA Equal Housing Lender. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas, football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and scratch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. K265DV Temple. This is ESPN Central Texas. All right, welcome back in. This is game time. You're all access pass to Central Texas Sports. Tom Stretch, Garrett, glad you're with us. Oh, we got a lot to get to here on the college football front. Uh, I'm just who has the best who has the best concession stand food in in college football? I mean, <laughs> who serves who serves oh, I don't know, maybe fried catfish and hutch puppies or <laughs> I don't know, the only college football games I've ever been to are here in Waco, so I don't have a good Wait a minute, Gary. You've never been to Baton Rouge? <laughs> Man, no, I have not. Dude, look. I that's up, an experience. Listen, I grew up poor, so a lot of these things, I've never had an opportunity to go to these games. Like, the only NFL game I ever went to was the Oilers and Raiders, like, in 93. 
So he walked to school uphill barefooted both ways. <laughs> both ways is uphill. That's right. In, dri- in a driving snowstorm. Oh, I was in Texas. Yeah. I mean a tornado. <laughs> I grew up. <laughs> I'm being serious. So we're going to have a, you know what, Tom? It, uh, hearing that, it's going to be our, that means our, that's you and, and yes. mine responsibility to to open Garrett's eyes to a few things I'm 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 ready to I'm I'm ready to take him I'm we're gonna have to take him with us on he's an under the wing kind of guy isn't he yeah we gotta get him up under our wing and and see if we can't uh, but you and I are gonna have to pretend to be the Griswolds and we're gonna have to take him with us we'll tie him to the roof (laughs) right well but it's like a bungee cord he'll be like an old dead deer we'll just strap him to the hood up there get that Christmas tree let him get some bugs in his teeth and and there'll be a lot of bugs as we're going down the road to Baton Rouge (laughs) to take him down there and let his beloved LSU Tigers watch him play the Watch them play. Be, hey, I think that's going to be a good game this weekend, South Carolina down in down uh, in the, I don't know, man. Death Valley. You don't think it's going to be a good one? No, Miles Brennan's not going to play. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm so I, – and I understand the drop-off this year, but I think that gives you, like, more, me more of an appreciation for what people like Saban and Dabo have been able to do consistently when, you know, you lose your staff and all these players to come back and still be contenders because it, it's not happening in Baton Rouge this year. No, and 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 to give Dabo credit, he doesn't lose his staff. I mean, most right. of the other, I, I guess you had uh, you had the guy leave and take the uh, take the SMU job after, uh, and then and then went to Arkansas. Why am I drawing a blank on his name? They didn't they didn't crack a lick at Arkansas. He's now the offensive coordinator at Auburn. Oh, Chad. Yeah, Chad Morris. Mm-hmm. I guess he's the only – I think he's the only name assistant that's left there. But you make the point. I mean, there's a bunch of assistants who've left. Alabama and then he just you know he just continues to recycle mm-hmm. those guys and get those guys in there but more important than that it's and and we talked to Eric Richards the director of the uh of the All-American game but I mean it's recruiting boys yep. it's about players and it's about continuing to sign those really good players and I'm sure that's something that coach Aranda you know hey they, they you saw Matt Rule come in there and really Guys, I'll I'll share this with you. When I when I went in there, I went in there to look at a couple of players. Uh, Matt Rule's very first year on on the NFL uh, workout day when they had their seniors work out and run on campus, and I was like, oh my gosh, it is going to be, it, it will be years before he gets this program back, you know, t- and going a direction, losing you know, those players that left when Browse left and, and, and missing kind of a recruiting class right there. But he did a great job of getting that thing back on track really in a quick fashion. And now it, it'll be interesting to see if Coach Aranda can pick that up and, and, and keep that, you know, keep that recruiting pipeline going because, mm-hmm. guys, that's where it is. You've got to be signing recruiting class after recruiting class after recruiting class, and then you've got to be developing guys. I mean, I think that's where Tom Herman – at, at Texas, that's where he's getting a lot of criticism is developing guys or lack of developing guys once they get to campus and once these you know four and five star players do get to campus. Hey, it's how you develop those guys. I, I'm curious as covering for covering Baylor recruiting in the past few years and just looking at the landscape. Is it harder to recruit to a school like Baylor with the academic standards? Well, it is. I mean, it it is, but it's also it's also about the facilities and what they've done. And if you go, if you go into 
Waco right now and you see the facilities and you see the dining hall, you see the practice mm-hmm. facilities, you see the weight room, you see what they've put together. I mean, right now, Baylor's as good as anybody that, that I would say in the conference from a facility standpoint. Right. So, really, that's what it's about. It's about facilities and then it's about, you know, it's about having the pieces in place to keep you know you know to keep these guys eligible i mean it's 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 about study hall it's about tutors it's about having access to all to all of that and being able to help these guys you know you know stay eligible and do what they need to do because again they've got to get it done academically and when you see the job that they do do once they get there and it is tougher academically in in those places i go back and i'm going back to what eric richards said now about you know, some of the private school football programs are getting better because a lot of these kids are understanding the term student athlete. Number one, I got to be a student. I got to go get it done academically before I can get it done athletically and being able to transition from, you know, from high school into college and understanding, you know, what it takes to spend the time out of the classroom and studying and putting in the time and and the effort and how you and how you get through that and, and that recruiting process the uh, there were so many people that initially thought well why on earth you you've you know, you've kind of given a facelift to Floyd Casey Stadium a couple of times it's really a nice stadium and it really was a nice stadium it but, was a great place but, i mean it was you, you, you but you had to have that place on campus it had to be a part of the the whole process on campus because you're recruiting against your neighbors who have those facilities on campus right there within eye shot of the practice facility within eye shot of the dining hall i mean it is it's almost it's a it's an i mean it's it's an arms race you know i'm keeping up with you you're mm-hmm. keeping up with me and, and we got to you know and that's i mean that's part of the recruiting process right and that's is having exactly, that that stuff on campus yeah and, and and exactly what smu went through right i mean forever yep. Yep. it was cool to go play at texas, texas stadium, stadium. Mm-hmm. yeah but but they didn't have that on ca- and then they you know they built ford field and now they've upgraded that facility and yeah, I mean, I don't know if you guys have been over there lately, but that's a really cool place. And where it sits right there in the heart of Dallas, right in Highland Park, it's it really has a cool feel to it. But, you know, that you make a great point, Tom. I mean, Floyd Casey was a really cool stadium and how they'd done that weight room down below and – but but like you said, I mean it was it was a drive to get across there, and and it wasn't on campus. And now yeah, it was five minutes, but still it seemed no, no, like but it, it was forever because it wasn't on that University right. Parks Drive corridor where everything else was. And and you see in it, I yeah, mean, now you, exactly. Now you, now you drive in and you see that, and it, all of a sudden it gives a feel of you know college football of wow, look at the, I mean look what's going on here. And then they built that practice facility. How they did all that and how they laid it out was really well planned, real well thought out. And obviously, we're not even talking about the money you had to have to put that baby together. And then you stop and think about University Park Drive, particularly on the Riverside, uh, with the uh, the Turner Riverfront Athletic mm-hmm. Complex. You have the baseball stadium, the softball stadium, the you, tennis you've facilities. You've got the d- unbelievable outdoor and indoor tennis facilities. Then you go across the 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 LaSalle to the there's the equestrian. I mean, there the golf. I mean, it's just all right there, and it is abs- And as you said, stretch is you know it's not. Uh, it, it's 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 a it's not a you know it's not a frame wood frame building. These are beautiful facilities uh, with uh, state of the art amenities in them, and and that's part of the process because when 
that athlete leaves your building, guess what? He's driving 90 miles to College Station or 90 miles to Austin, and he's going to look at their facilities. Or, right. or she's going to look at their facilities. Right, right. But but ultimately, too, guys, you want those guys giving back. You know, that, 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 that RG3 who goes and gets that big contract, and then he's able to give back to those facilities and give back to that university who gave – you know, who gave those, those young men that opportunity. So, uh, you know, it, it really is uh, recruiting is about it's about coaches and, and, and having a relationship with those Texas high school coaches, being able to get in to those, you know, get into those schools. And then it's about how you, you know, how you present your campus, your opportunity to come to come to school there, how we how we handle things academically, how we you know, the, the, the degree you get and, and, and the possibilities of where that can take you and where it can go. And then obviously having the people in place to be able to help these young men uh, uh, get through that process. But, fellas, it's about facilities. And you, you look at what's going on at the University of Texas and that $600 million renovation that they're going through down there and trying to, you know, trying to redo all that. You, you, you look at A&M and how they've – redone their facility and Tom I'm just I'm just going on what what we're talking about you look at U of H and that 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 stadium is beautiful uh, again on campus right there's a school that used to play in the if dome If you don't you are going to fall behind it's correct. that simple Correct <laughs> It's so, that simple Yeah and so you know that good for these schools for 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 putting these facilities together but I'm going to go back to saying this I, I don't believe there are any that are that that are is aesthetically pleasing to the eyes as what's in Waco and right there on the Brazos. That's that's a beautiful. It's facility. an unbelievable situation, and they've got it going on. Speaking of two thirty Saturday afternoon, guys, it is the one hundred and tenth meeting between the Horns and the Baylor Bears right here on your flagship station for Baylor athletics. We'll begin with the pregame. Uh, the network pregame begins at 1230, and then John, J.J., and Ricky with the call. Uh, it, there's there's a lot going on in Austin that's on the field and a lot more off the field. From from Baylor's perspective, man, I don't know. Again, we've got two games, and it's, it seemed like those two games were played six months right. ago. I mean, it just – it, where are we with this game, and where are we with this football team right now? And I, I, I don't, I don't know. And I don't know that they know. I mean, I, that's I, I a know good that point. They think, yeah, they, they, they hope that they've, you know, they have some, some, some transition from those two games. And obviously, you want to learn from what happened in Morgantown. You want to add to what happened, you know, when you when you beat Kansas and you did some things great from a special teams perspective. But I think that I, I think it's going to be a heck of a football game. I mean, you got Tom Herman down there who's definitely on the hot seat, and and if he loses to Baylor, his seat's going to get even hotter. And so you you got anytime you go in to play a desperate team, which it feels like that's what you've got in the University of Texas, it it it, it creates some anxiety from a coaching standpoint some some boy you're trying to make sure you're covering every single base and thinking about on you know surprise onside kicks thinking about you know fake punts thinking about them trying to block a punt thinking about all the things that a desperate team will do and and, and you're trying to prepare your team and like you were saying Tom for what feels like it's been an eternity since since Baylor took the field in Morgantown 
Well, so that'll be uh, that'll be coming up at two thirty. Aggies have the, the the Saturday off. Now there is another cancellation. They were trying to get started in the in the Mountain West, and boy, they're they got a they got a stoppage there mm-hmm. as Colorado State and New Mexico. There's a COVID situation, so before they can even tee it up in the Mountain West, that uh, that game has been postponed. And ironically, just reading, they have zero intention of making that game up. They said, nope, we're just going to move on. So well, the, I mean this, and and we we've talked about this though, Tom, on the show. I mean every every week that goes by, right, the window shuts a little bit. So what opportunity would they have except for to move on? They yep. can you can't push this thing back anymore. We've we've pushed it back about as far as we can push it back. So at this point, when you have cancellations. Or, or what they what they're calling postponements, they need to be called cancellations. And that's kind of how the, the the verbiage is on this one. I mean, so and again, you still had that December twelfth window. So uh, for some of these games, but they're they're just saying that that the that this deal is done and they're canceling the game and declaring it a no contest and the plan to reschedule and, and, and there's no plan to reschedule the game so they're just basically saying hey we'll try again next year on this particular game so and then we got we got issues in michigan and we got issues in florida we got issues yeah so florida right now they're going to be shut down for the remainder of the week uh, after last week's they had a that big COVID outbreak mm-hmm. down there and uh so right now Dan Mullen was asked about the game with uh, Missouri coming up this weekend, and he says it's definitely still it's still scheduled for this weekend. But at the same time, it's uncertain if they're going to be able to have the numbers to play it. If you're shut down, you're obviously not practicing. So would you go play a football no. game in the SEC without any preparation nope. whatsoever? Why? Why, why? I don't why even know why you? they're using that verbiage, Tom. Yeah, I, I don't, don't even know why they're using that verbiage. Well, I mean, they're trying to get ninety thousand in the swamp. That's why. <laughs> oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, let's pack it out. And by the way, the head coach has got a case of the my Sharona. So let's get that going. <laughs> and, and then uh, what's going on in Michigan, uh, Garrett? So Michigan issued out uh, a stay at home, stay in place order yesterday on campus. But at the same time, it's not going to affect any of the athletics. So their game uh, with Minnesota this weekend is the season opener, and they're going to travel up there as, as business as usual and take on the Golden Gophers. So we're going to stay at home, but you guys don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. All right, there you go. Some college football news and notes. Eleven thirteen. this is ESPN Central Texas. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Michael Point. We'll see decreasing clouds today, meaning a lot more sunshine this afternoon. It'll be another very mild day with highs topping out at 87 degrees. Mostly clear skies tonight. We fall to 66 and tomorrow partly to mostly sunny. Continued very warm with a high of 87. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.30 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. We're ready for some football, baby. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2020. It's a 34-yard kick to win the game. Only heard here. Here. And hold the kick's up. It snakes inside the right upright. All season. But it's kind of like when you drive in two lanes, you pay taxes on the whole road. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Washington football team. Live from FedEx Field on ESPN Central Texas. 
At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. It's the High School Football Pick'em Contest on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Whataburger. Each week, go to CentexSportsFan.com to vote for 10 selected games throughout the Central Texas area, with the winner receiving a Whataburger gift certificate. Are you craving a Dr. Pepper and wanting the creamy satisfaction of a Whataburger shake? Now you can have the best of both worlds with Whataburger's Dr. Pepper shake. Treat yourself to one while you can. The Dr. Pepper shake is only at Whataburger for a limited time. It's the High School Football Pick'em Contest, brought to you by Whataburger on ESPN Central Texas. (laughs) Do you need a car? Do you have $149? The Honda Transports have just arrived at Greg May. You'll find a large selection of your favorite Hondas, Pilots, Accords, CRVs, and Civics for as low as $149 per month. That's right, Civics, $149 per month. And HRVs, just $149 per month. You can still get above market value for your trade. And 0.9% APR for up to 60 months on select models can save you thousands of dollars more. But you've got to hurry to Greg May Honda because offers like these won't last long. Stop by today or check out gregmayhonda.com for complete details. Royal Pizza is a proud supporter of all area sports and academics, including Clifton Cubs football. Before the game Friday night, go to Royal Pizza for a pregame meal or after the game. They're open until midnight for home games. Royal Pizza is more than just pizza. Try their delicious wings with a choice of five different flavors or a healthy salad or maybe pasta or a sub. Or you can try one of their amazing pizzas. Royal Pizza has something for everyone. Royal Pizza, fit for a king. Available for dine-in, pickup, or delivery. Go Cubs! Local officials will offer COVID-19 surge testing in McLennan County through October 30th. 40,000 COVID-19 tests have been allocated for this effort. Testing dates and sites are listed online at covidwaco.com. Save time, pre-registration online, and print your completed registration form. You can print your form at any of the four Waco libraries or three community centers at no charge. Waco Transit will be providing free transit rides to or from testing sites. All sites open 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. COVID-19 testing sites will be located throughout Waco until October 30th at the Waco Convention Center, McLennan Community College, Waco ISD Stadium, and the Syntax Chamber of Commerce. Please log on to covidwaco.com for exact dates of the free COVID-19 testing. You do not have to have symptoms to be tested. It will take just a few minutes for you to receive the easy nasal swab for the COVID-19 testing. Act today. Go to covidwaco.com. Be safe and be sure. Welcome back to game time. Let's talk America's team with Tom Barfield and Glenn Stretch-Smith. Well, we can't do that, so let's talk about the Cowboys. Uh, it's 11-18, 18 after 11 o'clock. Uh, the Cowboys will take on the uh, football team from Washington, and they'll do that Sunday at noon. Now, the Cowboys won both, both meetings last year. In fact, the Cowboys have won eight of the last nine meetings with the uh, – with the Washington football team, and and it'll be interesting how how the Cowboys respond uh, to all the all the all the criticism, all the negativity that's going on with with their organization. Glenn, you sent me a little note yesterday talking about uh, the uh, some of the players are, are leaking it to the media that the Cowboys players don't have a whole lot of confidence in the coaching staff. Well, Mike uh, Mike McCarthy addressed that with with the media today or yesterday, actually. 
Well, I mean, I mean, first off, I mean, I haven't been part of any of those type of discussions. I, I think, like a lot of things, uh, when you when you hit a, a part of your season or, or, or any challenge where there is negativity out there, you know, where and where it comes from and who it comes from. I mean, that's that's something that you know I've, I've never chased, but I, I think you do have to recognize it. Um, and I just really go back to my first meeting with the football team. Uh, I've always stated this uh, to every team that that I've that I've uh, coached. Uh, I think it's important to handle things as men. I mean, if you do have something to say publicly that that is, of, you know, of most importance, I think it's important to say it to the individual, uh, particularly in in a, in, a, in a group dynamic setting, and especially in the game of football, especially for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, that's all part of the development of our program, of our the system that we're installing here. So. Um, I think that's just you know part of our flight right now. We don't, we don't like the way we played last night. Um, you know we had some some areas that we started strong in, but uh, you know it's 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 definitely not what we're looking for. How about that, guys? He said, "Hey, if you're going to talk trash, you at least come talk to uh, talk to our face first. <laughs> so and and don't you think when you when, and, and this is what I'm going to say, don't you think they've already done that? If they're having to go to the media week six of the season to make a statement they don't now this is quoted they don't teach they don't have any sense of adjusting and they are not good at their jobs guys if that doesn't if that doesn't touch every single area that you would touch and, and and on top of that you're not you're not very good as a player I mean that speaks volumes about where this organization is, and and you never heard this come out of a Jason Garrett coach team. You never heard this come out of a Wade Phillips coach team. You never heard this come out of a, a Dave Campo coached five and eleven team. You never you never heard this come out, but now when you're hearing guys say this coaching staff is totally unprepared, I, I mean if that doesn't hit you in the teeth, I don't know what would, and so. How are you going to move? You got ten more games in this season. It isn't like we're at the end of the season and we're 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 fixing to you know totally revamp this roster, be able to move some of these players on, and and be able to draft hopefully some other players that we can get in here. These guys that you got in there right now, they're who you got. We talked about this yesterday. Who's who's responsible for giving Don Terry Poe five million dollars? He couldn't. He, I mean, I mean, he couldn't play a two gap if his if his life depended on it. I mean, he's getting his rear end rolled off the ball all the time. Who's responsible for doing that? Who went in and said we need to give him five million dollars? Who went in and said, you know what? Let's get rid of Jeff Heath and let's bring Worley in here. Who went in there and said, hey, you know what? It'd be a great job to sign Gerald McCoy. I mean, somebody has to be held responsible for that. Who went in there and said, you know what? We need to play this two gap scheme on defense. Somebody has to be held responsible for that. And everybody, and Tom, we talked about this yesterday, and, and, and I get it. You're going to go right back to Jerry Jones and, 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 and the tip of the spear. But ultimately, somebody, somebody has to be held responsible for what they've done. And thinking about having 10 games of a football season with a bunch of players who are now calling the coaching staff totally unprepared, I, I mean, if that's but not – But who hired the coach? Coach, I, I get that. I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not arguing that. 
I'm telling you, somebody went in there then and said, bring these players in. We're, we're, we're going to pin it on the coach, and I got it. It should be pinned on him right now. But the players play the game. And who said this scheme was good? Who went in and decided to say, hey, this is the right idea? I'm going to tell you one thing I know about Jerry Jones. Fellas, he won't put up for this very long. I'll promise you that. He will not put up with this. Well, and <laughs> they shouldn't. They shouldn't. My question, I guess, is with the players leaking this kind of information out to the media, what are they, what are they seeking? What are they trying to accomplish? That you know, Why, why isn't ex-player, instead of leaking it to the media, why isn't he having a conversation with, with Jerry Jones? Or, or maybe they have. I mean, w- w- the media knowing and now the public knowing that the players are not uh, on the same page with the coaching staff, what, what have the players accomplished by doing that? Well, what, I, mean, I, I mean, I'm saying that they don't have an outlet right now. They're, you don't have media in the locker room after the game. You don't have access to the players. You, that, 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 that's not happening. They, they, make, they, they make X amount of guys available through Zoom situations. Mm-hmm. But it isn't, it isn't like Joe Trahan, who we talked to yesterday, taking his iPhone and flipping it on record and going down there and getting some sound bites from some of the players and listening to what they think or why they think certain things are happening a certain way. You don't have that this year. So I, I think it, it, it is now finally getting to where the players are saying, man, we got to get something out here because this is a bunch of bull. Okay, and that's what I'm asking. You're getting it out there to the media, which then in turn gets it out to the public. What does that accomplish from the player's perspective? I, 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 I'm, I'm saying right now the players probably don't even have access to say, to say anything even to Jerry. I mean, I mean, or or to Will McClay, the general manager, or, or who is the, who is he's he's just under the general manager who who runs the personnel side of things. I, I'm seeing the breakdown in communication because you have certain guys that are level one guys, and that's really all that's allowed around the players. That would be you know that would be your trainers, your your managers, and your coaches, and that's it. They don't have access to anybody else, and so that's. Then, now, this is just me speculating that that's why this has come out, and you're, you're not seeing any of these guys be able to go down and get in-person interviews after the game. And so it's resulting in guys getting frustrated and now going to the media and saying, hey, you know what, we're unprepared. We're unprepared. we got bad teachers. They, they brought in this new defensive scheme. It isn't worth the tinker's rear end because we can't set the edge. We're out-leveraged all the time. They're watching the same film. I mean, those, those players watch the same film coaches watch. And, and they're saying, wait a minute, we didn't go over that. We, did, we didn't go over that during the week. You expect me to have X responsibility? We, we didn't talk about that. We didn't practice that. You didn't show us this during the week. You didn't draw this on a card and show us what you expected us to do. That's the same thing we talked about the last segment when we, when we talk about Baylor and, and, and them not being able to, to play for so long. You have to be putting your position, your players – in a position to go out and be successful, and you got to be doing that through practice and how you how you prepare. They're saying they're unprepared. We're, we don't have. I mean, the media anybody doesn't have access to practice anymore. So the only way you would find out is if you got something leaked out of there. It's almost like being behind the iron curtain for crying out loud. Well, let me play devil's advocate for you. Uh, is that uh, is that a bad player's excuse? Blaming it on the coach. I mean, it could be. I mean, you want to hear both sides of it. You certainly want to hear what the coaches have to say. 
But when I listen to Mike McCarthy and what he just said right there, he didn't he didn't say, you know what, we got a bunch of players around here aren't playing very hard. We got a bunch of guys around here not accepting their responsibility. We got a bunch of guys around here who aren't coming to work every day and doing what their job is. They're not putting their damn hard hat on and coming in here and studying film and being the first in and the last out. And, you know, we can go through all the coaching jargon. But I, mean, I didn't hear him say that. So now, now it's pinned directly on the fact that these players are saying, we're not, we're not prepared. They're not preparing us. You're, we're not being taught the answer for the question. And, and, I mean, I really is. It's something that I'm not an I told you so guy. But, I, I mean, I've seen this from week one. That they've, How many times have you guys heard me get on this show and scream, this defense gets out leveraged all the time, all the time. I mean, I say it all the time. Well, Mike McCarthy says the players are buying into Mike Nolan's uh, philosophy of playing defense. Oh, definitely. Uh, it's a change. I mean, it's it's well documented. It's it's a it's a conversation that we've openly had. There's, you know, the, the changes from from our system to to the last system here, and it, and it's a it's a philosophy change that that I brought here. Um, I, I competed against the old system, and it's an excellent system. Uh, but you know, this this is something that we want to we wanted to do, and um, de- defensively wise, and you know, and frankly, we're in the the infant stages of it, um, we're, you know, our, our volume has has been cut way back, and it's it's for for the right reasons. And you know, until we get to where we, you know we can build off it, that's that's where we'll be. And um, but that's to me, that's that's part of this the, these first year challenges. It's uh, they're they're learning. They're still learning this defensive scheme, and and they'll they'll get it down. Is that is that what is that what we just heard? I, I, that's what we just heard, but I know this. When I look at the film and there and, and, and there's guys that are playing a technique that I've never seen in my life, and they run – we're not, we're not talking about running three guys vertical or four vertical – two vertical. And number two is in a, I, I, I would guess, a sit-and-catch position, and he watches Christian Kirk go screaming right by him for an 80-yard touchdown. What system is that? What is that system? What is that technique that's being taught? Please let me in that meeting room because I'd I'd, 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 I'd I'd bring my laser pointer and I'd stick it right on him and well, I'd say, what is that? So here's my uh, – so, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip it back around. What if they taught him ten times in practice that this is how you play this technique and he goes out in the football game and just simply doesn't do it? Then you got to put another guy in the game and you go, you got to cut him and you got to change personnel. That, that, that's the only choice you got. And and what I'm telling you is, right now, six games into the season, to be hearing this out of the Cowboys players, to be seeing the product that they're putting on the field. And all I can do is watch, guys, and tell you what I see. And when I see in week one versus the Rams, this team get out-leveraged on the edge, and I see the exact same thing happen week six, week six of the season – they run a zip motion and run a jet sweep outside and are out-leveraged. you got the safety in the corner looking in the backfield instead of coming in and making the play. I'm not pinning that on the player. I, I just can't. So we got a, a text here, uh, Stretch, saying what, what does Dallas need to do other than obviously get a GM? What, what, are, what are your thoughts on what they need to do right now? Well, I mean, right now, I'd tell you that they're, they're deficient on one side of the football, and that's the defensive side of the football. They have not done a good job of evaluating and drafting secondary players. 
they didn't do a good job when they let – again, just let's go to last year when, when Jeff Heath let, just allowed him to leave and they brought in Worley. Their replacement is not as good. They, they drafted Xavier Woods as a safety, not playing very well. Diggs, I think, is a serviceable corner. I, I, think, he, I, I, think, he's, I think you'll be fine with him. They Go back a few years when they drafted Mo Claiborne out of LSU, not a good player. When they signed Brandon Carr to a big free agent, not a good player. The evaluation of how you get players in your organization, now it becomes, okay, well, what is your scheme, Mike McCarthy? What is it that you want our scouts to be looking for? Are you looking for big, fat defensive line, big 350-pound guys to get in there and just butt bellies? Are you looking for, for guys to get up the – what is it that you're looking for? And that, that's my problem with hearing him come out and make that statement as if – and it almost – and I guess I hear that and then it insults me that, that I'm listening to someone say that as if they're talking down to me like I don't know anything about football. I'm, I'm watching the game, bro. One thing I can tell you, my eyes don't lie. They better change the personnel in this in – this, if you're going to play that scheme, that 3-4 scheme, that two-gap inside scheme and allow the Mike linebacker to run, you better get better inside players and you better get better, better secondary players. I don't give a rip what scheme you play. So right now, I, I'm pinning it, Garrett, I'm pinning it on the fact that they don't have good players, but ultimately that's on them. They did, they're the ones that came in and said, go sign Gerald McCoy, go sign Don Terry Poe. Let's let uh, Malik Collins let, get out of here and go to the Raiders. Let's allow some of uh, Jeff Heath to go to the Raiders. Now, how are the, how, how does, how are the Raiders' defense looking? That's the same coordinator you had here, and he took some of your players. I'm, I'm just asking the question. Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm curious when you have. Player personnel direct. So, who ultimately has the decision on? And I'm sure every organization structured a little differently. But let's say in, in Dallas, you should know you you work there. Who has the ultimate decision making process on w- what player is going to be brought in? What player is going to actually make the team? What player is going to be cut? Who we're going to draft? Who who has? Is it the GM? Is it the is it the player personnel director? Or is it the head coach and his assistants? Well, who has ha- that decision making power? Yeah, it's a little bit of everybody. You have you have the coaches. They want a certain type of player. They want a certain type of player that fits into their scheme. That that's what they want. And so whether that be a more squared stance inside defensive tackle or a more staggered stance one gap inside defensive tackle you there they have a say in what they want do they want a long big physical corner do they want a corner that's more short slight who can run what is it that they want so they have a say then your personnel guys who all they do is look at whether it's nfl personnel or the college personnel you have two different types of guys now you go to them and you say, okay, who are the best players? Who are, who are your college-wise? Who are your top corners? Who are the top corners coming out this year? Who are the top safeties? Free and, that, agent- and that's how you're building your board. Correct. Free agent-wise, then you have guys that work in the NFL side of the scouting department. And they're always grading and upgrading and, or downgrading certain players in the NFL. So who's coming up for free agency that we think can fit into our scheme. So I'm giving you a long answer. You have the coaches who have a say. 
You have the scouts who have a say. You have, and then you have the director of player personnel, Will McClay, who has a say. And then, and then ultimately, Jerry listens to all that, and then he and Stephen together make a collective decision with all of those guys. Everybody has a say. All right, well, and then I guess ultimately, if, if, if there's some disagreement in the room, if there's some, uh, if there's some dissension in the room, ultimately it's going to fall in the, in the lap of, of the guy writing the check, I'm going to assume. Right, and the, and, and the head coach. That's right. And the guy writing the check is never going to change. So now you got to now you got to make now you got to make a decision that's the best decision to move forward for this football team. And I'm telling you right now, Mike McCarthy, if he's not careful, and, and he'll have to change the defense. I promise you, he, 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 I'll be shocked if they make it to the bye week with this defensive coordinator. He's going to have to make a change defensively, or ultimately it'll cost him his job. Because right now, when you got players going to the media and saying the types of things that they're saying. You're, you're, you're fixed to get your ass run out of town. It's that simple. 11.36, this is ESPN Central Texas, and we're back with more in a moment. Recently on Unnecessary Roughness. I said that I was uh, falling asleep early, and, and last Saturday night I fell asleep watching Coming to America. And JT says, as Ward is out running amok, burning up Waco, looking for the strange. <laughs> you're only as old as you feel. <laughs> I'm going to sleep early, and Ward's out in the BM riding around looking, just looking for something. Mm, mm. The radar. radar. Wait, is this like a submarine (laughs) scanner? The goal is. Unnecessary roughness. Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on ESPN Central Texas. Local officials will offer COVID-19 surge testing in McLennan County through October 30th. 40,000 COVID-19 tests have been allocated for this effort. Testing dates and sites are listed online at covidwaco.com. Save time, pre-registration online, and print your completed registration form. You can print your form at any of the four Waco libraries or three community centers at no charge. Waco Transit will be providing free transit rides to or from testing sites. All sites open 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Free COVID-19. COVID-19 testing sites will be located throughout Waco until October 30th at the Waco Convention Center, McLennan Community College, Waco ISD Stadium, and the Syntax Chamber of Commerce. Please log on to covidwaco.com for exact dates of the free COVID-19 testing. You do not have to have symptoms to be tested. It will take just a few minutes for you to receive the easy nasal swab for the COVID-19 testing. Act today. Go to covidwaco.com. Be safe and be sure. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, DMRA Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Skilled trade workers are the backbone of every community and also the Army National Guard. Soldiers trained to keep the power flowing, engines running, and in every other trade needed to accomplish the mission. These soldiers are on the fast track to learning skills that can set them up for success at home with companies looking to hire the best. Their resumes are being built through their paid training and part-time service. Find out how you too can learn a trade profession by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. 
Hey guys, we all give gifts on birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, but have you ever given a gift just because gift? When it's not expected, it means the most coming from you. Since 1979, Morrison Gifts has been Waco's gift store for every occasion. Choose from lines of great gift ideas, including John Hart leather goods, big O key rings, candles, and jewelry, and as always, free gift wrapping and delivery available. Morrison Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business at 4308 West Waco Drive, next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Center. You already love our famous chicken tenders, but have you tried our fabulous Bush Baby sauce? Get ready. Our new Bush Baby chicken sandwich is here. Oh, and did we mention it's on a King's Hawaiian bun? Yes, you heard it right. A King's Hawaiian bun. Crispy tenders placed on a warm and delicious King's Hawaiian bun, drizzled with our sensational Bush Baby sauce, topped with three pickles, and bam! Introducing the new Bush Baby chicken sandwich. Pick up your Bush Baby chicken sandwich at a Bush's chicken nearest you today. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Stephen Simcox with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Get the Durable Kubota L Series tractor for as low as $149 a month right now at WC Tractor. For more service center in Star, Cowboys are still miraculously in first place in the NFC East with a two and four record. They travel to Washington this week. Head coach Mike McCarthy discuss this being an important part of the season in his press conference on Tuesday. Oh, definitely. It's a very it's it's a very important part of the season. No no question about it. On a number of fronts, you know, obviously you, you want your team to improve week in and week out. The goal is to win every single week. Um, you, you know, you're always working on certain components of your football team and, and, and stressing that because, you know, this is the day we're game planning as we get ready for uh, Washington. McCarthy also said starting tackle Brandon Knight will be out for a few weeks after undergoing knee surgery yesterday. Knight had been replacing Tyron Smith, who was out for the season with the neck injury. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Eleven forty-one. It's nineteen before noon. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Let's go back to the CNC Collision Center text line, Garrett. Uh, we, we've got several, and uh, let, let's go to Temple. Let's let's hit that one. All right. So yeah, Matt and Temple hit us up on the CNC Collision Center text line stretching. His says his problem with the with the leak was that it was anonymous. This could be uh, one of those defensive linemen that are getting blown off the ball every time, and that it's causing uh, deceit within, in the within the locker room and. What's the point of throwing in the towel right now with just this one anonymous comment? Well, I, I, I'm saying it's more – it could be more than one anonymous comment. I'm telling you that I'm talking to people inside that building, and, 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 and I'm just putting together, again, what I see, talking to in, people inside the building, and then when you, when you get it confirmed with these type of comments, I think it's more than – if I'm understanding this right, guys, it's more than one player who has come out and said that. Is, is, is Are you guys reading that the same? Did you read that, mm -hmm. Tom, what I sent you? Did you read that the same yeah, way I that did. I read I it? Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, and, and, and so, you know, no defensive team has been uniquely as bad as Mike Nolan's Cowboys defense. I mean, that to me, that's more, that's multiple guys. And when you see so many players, guys, who are who are playing bad, I, I'm saying uh, that leads to dissension, and just because it's maybe one guy that steps up and says it, I, I think it's more of a group comment than it is just a one-player or a one-person statement. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and ask this question again. By them leaking this to the media, what is their objective by taking it to the media? Uh, 
anonymously or what have you. I mean, what are they trying to accomplish? What are they what are they seeking the media to do other than alert America that they're unhappy with what's going on with their defensive staff? No, they didn't want somebody outside the building to say, hey, you know what? Yeah, we're, we're, we're not being prepared. We're, we're, we're taking a beating. This team has taken a beating in the Metroplex, and now nationally they're, 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 giving, up, they're giving up points that, I mean, we, some people are going back all the way to the AFL. <laughs> I mean, so I mean, so if, if I'm understanding you right, historically it, it, bad defense. I'm sorry, Tom. Historically bad defense, and the players are saying, "Hey, you know what? We don't get an opportunity to speak to the media. Somebody needs to let them people know it ain't all on us." So the, the, it, they're defending themselves. In other words, that's what I was trying to get at. So th- the players are trying to defend themselves, saying, "Hey, we're not. It's not on us. It's it's on it's on our it's on our bosses. It's on our coaches." Yeah, we're we're, okay. we're, we're, we're being asked to do, either we're being asked to do some things that we can't do, or we're or or, or, or they're kind of almost feel like they're being thrown under the bus because the only guy that gets to that gets to go out and say anything is the head coach. And he makes a statement. Well, we're we're changing schemes. I've seen this scheme work before. Well, you heard the comment that he made. I mean, is th- he wrong? Just, is is McCarthy is he wrong, wrong in saying that this scheme works? I I I, I don't know what the the point I'm making is. And all I, I, again, I don't have the call sheets. I'm not in the meeting. All, all I do is look at the film. And when I look at the film and I see some of the technique that's being played, I, I, I would tend to say, your scheme is not working. It's not, it, it is not working. I don't, see any, I don't see anybody else in the league playing some of the techniques that they're doing. I don't see anybody else in the league getting out leveraged as many times as they get out leveraged. So I, I don't know what your scheme is, but right now, I mean, we'll go to the statement. You, you believe me or you're lying eyes. I, 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 I'm just telling you what I see, and what I'm seeing is a scheme that is not working, techniques that aren't being played, and simply the ability to set the edge on a defense is not being done. Now, I, we can blame whoever we want to blame. We're not in there. We don't have – we don't have um, – you know, we don't have the information, the call sheets. We don't know what's being called. I can tell you that week one to week six, I don't see any improvement in the defense. I'll ask you, do you? Do you see any improvement in the defense? Week one to what we saw against the Rams to week six, what we saw against the Arizona Cardinals and a quarterback who completed nine balls. Yeah, that's, I, I get it. I mean, no, they're not. They're, it's, it's the same players making bad plays. And again, but I I don't know if they're you know if they're being taught and just not comprehending what they're being taught. Again, as you point out, we're not at their practice sessions, we're not in their film studies, and I, you know I don't know. And, and can you go change players now? I don't think you can. Correct, you uh, cannot. You're going to so, coach up right. what you got, right? That's and, right. And, and it's the same thing on that offensive line. Why is that offensive line? And I understand that it's the. It's it's this basically the second group, but why is the second group just I I, I question whether they're NFL caliber uh, that that second group of offensive line. Yeah, how did how did they get there? Well, when you don't get to work together, when you're when you know, you know when you got when Zach Martin goes out and you you're pushing the guy into service who I don't even know. I, I mean, I'm assuming that Connor McGovern is probably the backup swing guard, but I mean you've got two free agent offensive tackles, both of them free agents. 
you got you got Connor McGovern playing in there. You got Connor Williams out of Texas, who who is a good player, and you got Biotis, who's trying to fit in to be in a center because Looney's out. When four fifths of your offensive line is gone, man, I don't know who would who would be very good. I, I really don't. I, I can't think of another NFL team that I would say, well, take four-fifths of their offensive line and tell me they can go move the football. Now, that, that's not an excuse. That's the bottom line. The, the issue with the Dallas Cowboys right now is not on the offensive side of the ball. They can correct. They'll get better offensively. I see those tackles get better every week. Every week I've seen Steele get better. Every single week that he's been in there, I've seen them get better. On the defensive side of the ball, I haven't seen them do crap. I haven't seen them set the edge. I haven't seen them play better coverage. I haven't seen them rush the, rush the quarterback. Any, I've seen nothing that, that tends to lead me to believe that this scheme, it, that these players are understanding what they're being told to do. Nothing. Not, not one thing. All right. It's 11.47. I'm sweating here. 1147, this is ESPN Central Texas. Connect, host, work, and play with the Baylor Club. Enjoy an upscale environment featuring chef-driven cuisine and space to watch all the action. Discover a private club inside McLean Stadium with all the amenities you've been missing, including complimentary breakfast Monday through Friday, a la carte dining for lunch and dinner, and events for all interests. Members are raving about the wide open spaces and comfortable atmosphere. Contact April or Stephanie at 254-710-8080 to make the Baylor Club your home away from home today. Hey, have you thought about buying your first home and weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? Well, it's Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years, and they are ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Plus, to make sure you know what to look for in selecting that perfect home for you and your family, call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco is currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so that you can access our programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. Now offering 0% financing for 60 months, that's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. That's 254-301-7760. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. 
Do you need a car? Do you have $149? The Honda Transports have just arrived at Greg May. You'll find a large selection of your favorite Hondas, Pilots, Accords, CRVs, and Civics for as low as $149 per month. That's right, Civics, $149 per month. And HRVs, just $149 per month. You can still get above market value for your trade. And 0.9% APR for up to 60 months on select models can save you thousands of dollars more. But you've got to hurry to Greg May Honda because offers like these won't last long. Stop by today or check out gregmayhonda.com for complete details. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Stephen Simcox with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Get the Durable Kubota L Series tractor for as low as $149 a month right now at WC Tractor. For more service center in Star, Cowboys are still miraculously in first place in the NFC East with a two and four record. They travel to Washington this week. Head coach Mike McCarthy discuss this being an important part of the season in his press conference on Tuesday. Oh, definitely. It's a very it's it's a very important part of the season. No no question about it on a number of fronts you know obviously you, you want your team to improve week in and week out the goal is to win every single week um, you, you know you're always working on certain components of your football team and, and, and stressing that because you know this is the day we're game planning as we get ready for uh, Washington McCarthy also said starting tackle Brandon Knight will be out for a few weeks after undergoing knee surgery yesterday Knight had been replacing Tyron Smith who was out for the season with the neck injury. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas ESPN Central Texas, your all-access pass to Central Texas sports. This is game time with Tom and Stretch and Garrett. And, of course, coming up at the top of the hour, it'll be it'll be UNR, Unnecessary Roughness, followed by the Matt Mosley Show. And then, uh, then we're all back to do it again tomorrow morning at uh, 9 a.m. with the John Morris program right here on ESPN Central Texas. Again, the Aggies are off this week, Texas and Baylor. You'll hear the Baylor broadcast right here on your flagship for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas, and uh, the Texas broadcasts on uh, on our uh, sister station, 104.9 Bob FM. Now, have you ever met Bob? No. No, I haven't either. I mean, they, they talk about Bob's FM station all the time, and I've never actually met old Bob, but he's at uh, – he, I, well, he may be eating catfish uh, on that all you eat. He eats a chicken fried steak. I'll probably <laughs> 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 uh, Anyway, so coming up at, uh, at, at noon uh, today, it's Unnecessary Roughness. And, guys, uh, we're back uh, tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. I'll be back this afternoon at 3 o'clock, and we'll continue, uh, we'll continue talking to Cowboy football, obviously Baylor and Texas. Uh, we didn't even get into the, the other games in the Big 12 this week, but maybe we can get into that tomorrow. We'll try mm-hmm. to get you – Try to get maybe the Texas perspective tomorrow a little bit uh, and uh, with maybe some Tom Herman stuff. We'll see. Uh, they're all having fun down there in Austin as they, as they have issues on and off the field. So uh, we've seen that before, haven't we, Garrett? I mean, so yeah. uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll uh, get into that a little bit tomorrow. So should be a lot of fun. Uh, where are you going for lunch, uh, uh, Stretch? I'm, I'm, I'm going to go Sandwich? out here and get – I'm gonna go get a workout in. I'm gonna I'm gonna work that catfish off that I had last <laughs> night. <laughs> yeah, well, I, you know, I'm speaking of that. I haven't heard you guys talking about climbing Rush Robinson lately. So what's what's going on with you guys? Garrett, Garrett I mean, well, it was last night was supposed to be bike night, but Garrett wanted to watch the baseball game, so yeah. we did not uh, we did not do it. But uh, we'll get back at it anyway. 
Well, yeah, and, and it really – well, it's this time of year, it's really a scenic place. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just gorgeous. Yeah, All well, right. Good luck to a couple swell guys. I hope it goes well for you. <laughs> swell is <laughs> it's the operative phrase. All right, 11.55, we're out of here. Thanks, uh, thanks for calling in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hitting us up on the CNC Collision Center text line. Always fun to, to get the – and that's what we say about that. I mean, seriously, when, when, when I did it the first time and I'm going to do it, we're just guys talking sports. And we want we your your opinion and your thoughts are as equally as important as ours. So if you ever want to be a part of it, I uh, love to hear from you and love to hear from you on the text line. Any way you want to jump in here, all right. It, it, we'll do it again uh, this afternoon at three o'clock. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on ESPN Central Texas.